If I make a corporate America diss track, who else jumping on? Hmm? Send me your best 16. Storytimewstep at gmail.com. Thanks in advance. They said I'm up next. No, bitch, I'm right now. Storytime with Steph is on. Turn it up loud. More than five seasons still fucking up the game. You're not a competition system in my own lane. Gangsta Spice Steph, Steffy T all on the map. Smart, funny, popping, and all I spit is facts. I'm always talking shit because these bitches stay cap. Now welcome to my show. Guaranteed you're gonna laugh. Welcome back to another episode of your favorite shit-talking comedy podcast, Storytime with Steph, hosted by your girl, Steph, also known as Gangsta Spice. That's what they call me out here in these streets and online, so feel free to follow me on my personal Instagram, at Gangsta Spice, and TikTok, the Gangsta Spice, spelled how I said it. As always, make sure you are plugged into the official Storytime with Steph Instagram and subscribe to the Storytime with Steph YouTube channel, where you can find comedy, fashion, beauty, 4C natural hair tutorials, vibes, and so much more. You can also find it all in one place at storytimewithsteph.com. The title of today's episode is Corporate Baddie Part 1. On this episode, I'm spilling the tea on how in the midst of me minding the business that pays me, there's always a motherfucker who has me fucked up. I know I have a diverse set of listeners, so shout out to all my international listeners, especially Germany, Spain, Hong Kong, and Belgium, always showing love. So let me just set the stage with a quick definition of corporate baddie provided by the most trusted dictionary in the world. The Urban Dictionary defines corporate baddie as a person who gives their best in the corporate world while putting themselves first and showing up as their authentic selves, all while serving looks. Emphasis on all while serving looks, okay? Because that's what I be doing. So now that the stage is set, I've been a corporate baddie since 16. I've had jobs, honey. Camp counselor, chiropractic assistant, sales associate, then blessed with a career in IT. And that's how I found out I was funny funny, so then I became a comedian all while in my second career and passion as a lawyer. So like I said, I've been a corporate baddie since 16. I was the first black woman systems admin in a previous life. Out here breaking barriers, shattering glass ceilings, busting down doors, and shitting on you hoes. All while serving looks. But to be honest, I have a love-hate relationship with corporate America. I love the pay, but they love to hate on me, especially when I used to work in an office setting. Hmm. From minimum wage to however much I get paid in this big age, I always knew the value of a dollar and how to keep things professional, okay? I learned professionalism at a very young age and some of y'all never learned it and it shows. I say all that to say, we're gonna start with the Gangsta Spice quote of this episode. The Gangsta Spice quote of this episode is, when they go low, we go to HR. I've never been above going to HR and or filing a complaint when these coworkers or superiors start talking to me crazy. Hmm, my parents don't even yell at me, so I'd be the fuck damned if I let somebody do that shit in the world. Workplace. It's ghetto enough we have to work every day to get paid, but now you want workplace beef? I remember back in the day, one time when I was working in IT, I had a partner at a law firm yell at me once every few weeks because his outlook kept crashing. Sounds like a personal problem to you, right? It was. The issue could have been easily resolved if he deleted his motherfucking emails from the 1900s or, I don't know, turned his computer off and turned it back on. I went to my supervisor because I was spending more time in his office creating workarounds while this motherfucker was adding bass to his motherfucking voice. Like, sir, I'm gonna tell you the same thing I told you yesterday. Your outlook is gonna keep crashing because it keeps caching all your motherfucking emails. Your mailbox is 3,000 gigabytes. Here go the bass, and here I go to HR. Like, I don't give a fuck if he's a partner. He has one more time to yell at me. And he did, and I went right the fuck back to HR like, so what are y'all gonna do? A whole employment lawyer given slave master, and HR made him apologize. 
And anytime he had an issue, someone else had to fix it. No longer was he gonna fuck with my shit. Soon after, I left the firm, not because of him, but because another firm was trying to pay me more. So, you know, know your worth. So I dipped, and right after I left, a few months later, he left too. And guess who he added on LinkedIn? Yup, this corporate baddie who knew her worth, okay? And yes, I accepted it because you gonna see my rise. He never forgot that name. Hopefully he deleted his motherfucking emails and isn't terrorizing the next IT professional. That's no longer my problem. I'm getting paid to do bigger and better things. But you know, that wouldn't be the only time a motherfucker tried to add some bass in their voice with me. But trust, that was the last time. Cause homie don't play that. At the next law firm, I made the mistake of being cool with my coworkers. Hmm. That's why they say no one at work is really your friend. This coworker, a woman, I think she was Asian. I don't know. Anyway, this coworker, a woman, she had been a systems admin for a few years now. A low key vet. We was cool. We would talk and you know, chat every now and then. It was always good vibes around her up until it wasn't. So every year there's a partner conference and they only pick the best IT professionals to work that conference. And obviously I was selected. It's always at some beautiful resort with some five-star accommodations. You out here eating and drinking and living like a king or queen. So obviously I was selected because one thing about me, I'm going to get the job done. And I was one of the best of the best. So obviously I was selected and my coworker was selected, but she was in charge of setting up the whole thing. Initially, she didn't see me as a threat because I'm young, nice, smart, and giving great vibes all while serving looks. You know how I do. Y'all know the definition of a corporate baddie. And so that's what I was given. And every now and then she would compliment my fit. She complimented my fit plenty of times because my fit needed compliments. Like you would see me and be like, damn girl, how you do that? You know, <laughs> like I was just giving looks, casually looking fly all the time. Anyway, she never really saw me as a threat. She complimented my fit plenty of times until she realized that her man liked my fit as well, you know, and he was paying me all the mind, but that also sounds like a personal problem. Like maybe you should dress better. Me and her man, we had a lot in common. He was really impressed at how many certifications I had and was currently working on. And can't nobody deny that he was feeling my swag, okay? Everybody was feeling my swag. It was just contagious. Like you feeling my swag right now on the podcast. <clears throat> she was in charge of assigning where everyone would be working in that week. And so she made sure that I was far, far away from her man on a different floor every day in the business center. And you know, no worries. It's my first conference. So I don't mind being the front line and helping people out because I'm gonna resolve their issues. Cause I've been resolving issues because that's what I do. I get the job done anyway, but somehow, somehow, some way her her man made it a point to always be in the business center and he was always chatting me up. Like, that's not my fault. Me and her man had so much in common and he was very impressed at my ability to just be a boss ass bitch with all these certificates. He was loving my goals, loving my swag, just loving everything about me. Like maybe if I was told y'all were in a relationship, I wouldn't have flirted back. And maybe if he acted like y'all were in a relationship, I would have fell back. But neither of those happened. So no, I didn't fall back. And yes, I was flirting back because I'm single. Most women would have taken that as motivation to try a little harder in their everyday routine, but not this bitch. She let that shit build up. She stopped talking to me. She stopped making eye contact. And the next time she saw her man talking to me, she found all the bass in her voice. And instead of checking her man, she yelled at me in front of every IT professional in the room. 
See, now if it was anywhere else, I would have cursed that bitch the fuck out and told her how her man don't even fuck with her. I would have told her that all that energy she spent yelling at me, she needs to go spend in front of a motherfucking mirror or in a fucking gym. I would have told her ass to put down the motherfucking cigarettes because ain't nobody checking for your yellow ass teeth. But I kept it respectful because at the end of the day, we were there to get paid and it was never that serious. This is on top of what we was already getting paid. So this is overtime. This is all OT. So why are you getting mad? Whole time you looking like a hating ass bitch yelling at the youngest person in the whole IT setup crew. How embarrassing for her. How embarrassing for you. She probably thought she was given HBIC, but for real, she was given the weakest link. It took everything in me not to pop off because for real, if it was any other bitch in any other setting. <sighs> but all I said was never raise your voice at me again. And I left. She got all that misplaced anger and had none of that energy for her man that made it a point to talk to me every free second he had. Why wasn't he talking to you? Why aren't you talking to him about why he not talking to you? How is it that the boy is yours but he acting like he wanna be mine? I went back to my room though, enjoyed a nice bubble bath and was talking hella shit on Snapchat. Clearly sis wasn't doing enough at home, but you know what? Insecure bitches already have it hard enough, so I'm not gonna add to her struggles. I told myself this time, I'm not going to HR. I'm not gonna snitch. Clearly she ain't doing what she gotta do at home. So she gotta deal with that shit. So I didn't snitch. But every person in the room that witnessed that shit snitched on my behalf, okay? That's what you call staying in the motherfucking game. Fuck being a vet, wrong is wrong, okay? And sis was dead wrong. That's what you call staying. Something she will never have <laughs> in her relationship and at the job. Let me keep going. So fuck being a vet, wrong is wrong. The next time I went into the office, I got a phone call from my supervisor saying that he was told everything. Look at God. He apologized and let me know that I never have to worry about that ever happening again. And the gag is three months later, she was gone, terminated, never to be seen or heard of again. Midday on a Monday, fuck that bitch. Now she's an insecure and unemployed bitch. <laughs> now you gotta live off the blue that won't claim you. Who's that bitch? We don't know, we don't even remember her. Instead of asking me for tips on how to pull her nigga, now she's asking for cash tips. We literally are there because we can't afford not to be, yet you want problems with me? Huh, now you have problems with your bills. Now you have problems with your insurance. When they go low, we go to HR. Cause somebody went to HR on my behalf and did the Lord's work. I didn't have to snitch on nobody. Just because I'm the youngest person, maybe the most junior person, doesn't mean that you could talk to me crazy. No one gives a fuck that you have been at the role for 20 years. I was there for 20 minutes and you disrespected the shit out of me. Everybody saw that shit and now you're gone. Yeah, it's so easy to pop off on these hoes. And most of these hoes haven't been popped off on properly. Adding all that bass to your voice will not change the facts that your man never really wanted you, unclaimed and unmarried. Used all that base for what? You will look like the weakest link and they will get rid of you because nobody wants to deal with that, especially not in this day and age, okay? Karen, I understand that y'all are not used to seeing a highly educated, highly certified, beautiful black woman with a body that can dress well, but adapt. Let that be your motivation to be better, not bitter. Being insecure is never cute and raising your voice at someone who is there to help you will never be the answer. Answer. Let that be a cautionary tale to y'all people who like to raise voices. You Karens and Kevins out here in this world. Don't nobody want to be yelled at? Do you yell at your children? Do you yell at your dog? So treat me with that same respect. Lower that fucking base or they will lower that fucking pay. 
<laughs> Thank you for tuning in and I'll catch you in the next episode. Corporate baddie part two, cause you know, I haven't said enough yet. I still got a few more things to get off my chest. So stay tuned for corporate baddie part two. In the meantime and in between time, make sure you are plugged in to the official story time with Steph Instagram and YouTube channel. Don't be afraid to keep it gangster. Love you. Deuces.